Welcome to Faith and Freedom. We hope to inform, inspire, and encourage you to stand up for faith and freedom as we discuss victories and challenges in the courts, in public policy, and in the culture. Faith and Freedom is brought to you by Liberty Council, a litigation, education, and policy organization. Join us now as we address the latest cultural issues across America and around the world. When is a treaty not a treaty? We're going to be addressing this issue on Faith and Freedom. I'm Matt Staver, founder and chairman of Liberty Council. Joining me is Holly Mead. The World Health Organization, or WHO, wants to ban guns, knives, and even bug spray, believe it or not, as part of its acquiescence to mega-funder Bill Gates and his draconian global vision for our future. And Joe Biden is about to help them achieve global power. That is, unless members of Congress wake up and scream at the top of their lungs to stop Joe Biden in the WHO and stop Biden particularly from signing a treaty without first getting two-thirds vote from the United States Senate as required by the Constitution. But Matt, basically, this is all about just handing over the United States sovereignty. And so the to question the world. is, what is happening here? Because mm -hmm. Biden says, well, he doesn't need to get two-thirds majority vote. It's not a treaty. It's an agreement. He calls it mm. an agreement. It's all wording, though. It's all wording. Yeah. So if you go back and you look at previous um, events with previous presidents under the Obama-Biden regime, you had President Barack Obama saying, oh, don't worry about this Paris Agreement, also referred to as the Paris Accord. Mm -hmm. Don't worry about that. This is just an agreement. It's not a treaty. So he signed us on. This is a global climate change treaty. So he signed America on. He knew he could not get two-thirds majority vote of the United States Senate, so he just unilaterally signed it on the basis that, well, we have other agreements that we've done in the past in, with the United Nations and the WHO and so forth. I don't need to get full Senate approval. Well, he couldn't have gotten two-thirds majority vote anyway, and that's why he bypassed it. This was under Obama, and obviously Biden was right there with Obama. So now when you go today to the World Health Organization and the United Nations, say, website, and you look up the Paris Agreement, what does the United Nations say about this Paris Agreement? The UN says that it is a, quote, legally binding international treaty under the UNFCC, close quote, a legally binding international treaty. And guess who's listed as one of the signatory nations on which this is binding? So it says treaty. How is it not a treaty if it says it's a treaty? <laughs> it says it's a treaty, and it lists the United States as a signer onto that treaty. But yet Biden is uh, saying that it's only an agreement. Just like Obama. Obama said that the Paris Agreement on climate change was just an agreement, not a treaty. So he didn't need to get Senate confirmation through the two-thirds uh, affirmation vote. Biden says this is just an agreement. Don't worry about it. It's not a treaty. You don't have to go through the Senate two-thirds majority vote. Well, President George W. Bush, he also did the same thing. He actually then, he is the one who, in 1992, George H.W. Bush, 1992, he signed America on to the United Nations Framework Convention on Climate Change. And as required by the Senate uh, and the Constitution, the Senate did ratify that. Senate did ratify that. In 2015, however, Barack Obama and his then Vice President Joe Biden signed America on 
to the United Nations Paris Accord. Notice that what they did was they said, well, we already signed something before that was ratified by the Senate under George H.W. Bush with this global climate agreement. So this is just some modification to it. And in fact, this is what happened with George Bush when he signed us on to the international health regulations for the WHO. He argued that, well, America had previously actually signed on to the WHO, so I can just sign this new agreement. But the problem is, when whatever you call it, an agreement, a court, a treaty, it's a treaty when it binds the nation and affects our rights. So it looks like a treaty, smells like a treaty, must be a treaty. Which means it needs two-thirds majority vote. And that's why Congress and members of the Senate, but also the U.S. House, need to wake up and they need to stop this because what this will do when Biden signs it and pushes this and it gets a majority nations to affirm it in May, this will mean that in fact what happens is that it becomes not advisory anymore, but it becomes mandatory and legally binding on the nation. So whatever the WHO says, the WHO, whether it's vaccine passports or regulating ivermectin or treatment or rationing care or requiring universal health care or issuing climate change directives, land use, whatever it may be, those are no longer just you can take it or leave it kind of advice. They'll be legally binding on America and the rest of the world. You know, Matt, and this is so important, hence why we're talking about it so often. You're not hearing about this in the media. You're not hearing any of our Congress members talking about it. America has no business involved in any of this. We should be out. Just like President Trump pulled us out of the WHO, we have no business in this. If you go on our website, lc.org forward slash WHO, we have pretty clear explanations of the treaty and of the amendments and why it's so important that we are not involved in either of these and why it's so important that each of us need to melt the phones down of our Congress and tell them to get out of this. Well, some in Congress claim that the impending amendments to the WHO cannot change U.S. law, but they are absolutely wrong. Oh, and yeah. we have some disturbing history to prove it. They're not educated about it. That's why we keep talking about well, it. Well, in 1990, 1988, President George H.W. Bush began negotiating with Canada and Mexico to form what was then the largest trade bloc in the world. He was unable to finish negotiations before the end of his presidency, so Bush passed the project on to incoming President Bill Clinton who signed America onto the North America Free Trade Agreement, NAFTA, which became effective in 1994. Both presidents knew they could not reach two-thirds majority approval for the Senate required uh, vote under the U.S. Constitution, and therefore they bypassed that by saying that this was merely an agreement. In 2002, then, Congress passed the Country of Origin Labeling Law, or COOL, C-O-O-L, to protect American consumers requiring meat sold in the United States to list the country of origin for the product. Canada and Mexico promptly sued the U.S. for violating the NAFTA, quote, agreement, close quote. The lawsuit took seven years to wind its way through the U.N.'s World Trade Organization appellate panel, which is a world court 
before a ruling finally came down. The WTO, which is a U.N. agency, ordered that the U.S. cool law was in violation of the international law created by the NAFTA agreement. So the U.S. was forced to either change its labeling laws or face over a billion dollars in trade sanctions. The U.S. appealed but lost again. On December 18, 2015, Congress was then forced to repeal its 2002 labeling law and replace it with the WTO standard. You know, and our founders, you know, bled and died for the freedom that we have today in America. And this nonsense is basically just handing all that over, handing over our sovereignty to the control of a Marxist communist leader in that organization, the WHO. Yeah, and Senator Marco Rubio, Republican from Florida, and Ron Johnson, Republican from Wisconsin, they're raising alarm trying to fight Biden's unlawful scheme. Uh, they are working to require that any convention or agreement resulting from the work of the World Health Assembly's intergovernmental negotiating body be deemed a treaty requiring the advice and consent of the U.S. Senate, and I'm quoting there, Senator Johnson says that, quote, the WHO, along with our federal health agencies, failed miserably in its response to COVID-19. Its failure should not be rewarded with a new international treaty that would increase its power at the expense of American sovereignty. So Johnson and Rubio, they're working to make clear that the Biden administration needs to get two-thirds majority vote. That will not happen. In other words, if that goes before the Senate, there's not going to be two-thirds of the Senate that will vote to hand over American sovereignty and put America under the authority of the WHO. Right, but we the people need to get behind them and get behind this and melt the phones down and let them know this will not happen under our watch. Absolutely, because again, this, this changes the WHO from an advisory to a mandatory, oh. legally binding yeah. uh, directive and regulations. Can't have that. So we're talking about our travel, our work, our medications, our use of land, the food that we can consume, all kinds Everything. of restrictions that would be placed on America and on the world through this unelected Marxist-led organization. Go to lc.org forward slash WHO, lc.org forward slash WHO. You've been listening to Faith and Freedom, brought to you by Liberty Council. We hope that we have motivated you to stand up for your faith, family, and freedom. Get informed and get involved today. Visit Liberty Council's website at lc.org, where you can obtain email alerts and other information to keep you informed and involved. You can also call us at 407-875-1776. Again, that phone number, 407-875-1776. 1776. The website again, lc.org.